Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome to Teacher Tired. Hello, fellow teachers. I have a bit of a cold, so I am a little stuffy, a little drowsy, super lazy, (laughs) Um, but my voice is a little off, but I'm still here, so here we go. Today, I wanted to kind of give you a sneak peek. (laughs) Sneak peek? Who am I kidding? I'm going to tell you everything. The things that I struggle with as a teacher, the things that I seem to just have to always be working on, the things that I feel I need to work on, these are the things that I personally, in my teaching career, have struggled with and currently still struggle with. These are the the things that I'm working on, Um, working on chilling out a little bit, working on not taking these things so seriously, (laughs) working on all of these things and hopefully bettering myself through the process. So I'm putting these in no particular order. I am kind of just giving you the things that I struggle with as I can think of them. I have nothing planned. I have nothing organized. I do have a list of things that I wrote down that I think I struggle with. But if there's anything that comes up, I will add it in. So this is in no particular order. These are just the things that I kind of like spitballed really fast. The first and foremost thing that I wrote down that I struggle with is noise levels. When it gets too loud in my class, I tend to lose it, like lose it. And I know you're like totally laughing right now because I'm a kindergarten teacher and you're thinking there's always, it's always loud in the kindergarten classroom. True, but I'm talking like extreme noise levels. I'm talking like screaming, super loud voices, like tapping pencils, um, you know, white, like if they have the whiteboards, like tapping the whiteboards or like crinkling paper, like I swear I am mildly on the autistic spectrum when it comes to noise sensitivity. And I don't say that to demeanor any spectrum or any autistic situations. I really don't. I genuinely think that I have very severe noise sensitivity, and I always have. I was, I have when I was a kid. I do now as an adult. Um, And I struggle with it. I really, really struggle with it. And so much so, like, I know that I struggle with it so much that last week, I, the room, my classroom started to get really, really loud. My classroom started to, like, get to that point where it was irritating me, and I was, like, a ball of fire ready to explode. So I decided, okay, don't freak out, Joe. Videotape the room and look at it later. So I videotaped the kids on my phone, and... They're just doing their own thing. They're running around the room. Well, they they shouldn't have been running, and they honestly should have been quieter, but they were running around the room. They went straight to the floor, and then once they got to the floor, they were super loud talking, and I remember feeling like I was going to burst. I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, it is so loud in here. What are they doing? This is not how we go to the floor, and getting really frustrated, but I didn't say anything. I let it go, and then later that night, I looked at the video and listen to like the sound, it was not bad. It was seriously not bad. I was instantly like embarrassed at myself because 
and like, wow, you almost lost it. And it wasn't even that bad. Like, yes, the kids, the one kid hitting the other kid's probably not okay <laughs> in the video. Yes, the girl who screamed bloody murder because she dropped her pencils, probably not okay. But at the same time, I'm not kidding when I say I was going to lose it. And I looked at that video and I'm like, it's not even that bad. How easy is it to like control the room? All I had to do was an attention getter and it would have been fine. So I do. I struggle with noise levels. I struggle with loud sounds. I struggle with like outside voices being inside. It's something I just, it irks me so much to the point where I lose my cool way too many times. That's just one of my teacher things. That's just one of my things that irks me so bad that it's just like, I lose it. Everyone has their things. <laughs> and that's one of them I'm working on. Another thing that I struggle with as a teacher is not taking things personally. When like admin or peers come and give me advice or they talk about maybe a lesson that I was teaching or something that I had said or anything, anything from out of context where I wasn't expecting it, I tend to take it so personally, like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? What are, what, what are we doing wrong in kindergarten? What, oh no, what did I do wrong? Like, I instantly think that, when in reality, like, they could just be helping me. They could just be giving me advice just to give me advice. And I forget that as teachers, we do that. Like, we, like, give advice out of nowhere because we want to help each other. And my school is very family-oriented. I feel like I work in a giant family. So that's kind of the norm. And I really do struggle with it sometimes and have to remind myself, like, oh, they're doing that to help me, not put me down. Like, come on. That's not what their point is. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I do, I have to stop myself and remind myself, okay, don't take this personally. They're just trying to help you. And in reality, like, it's your classroom. You don't have to take everyone's advice. You don't. It's your room. It's your kids. You know them the best. It's you, you get to handle it the way you want to handle it. Now, I love constructive cr criticism. I feel as though I am always learning. I can always do better. I want to better my room every single year. It's just a passion that I have. I love it. I love constructive criticism. I love like when my coach comes in and says like, hey, I love the way you did this, but you should change this. I'm like, yes. Okay, deal. But when it's out of context, I'm not expecting it. I'm always like, wait, what? <laughs> and I really do. I just have to not take it personally. We're all here in the teacher world. We are all here to help each other. 98% of us are here to help each other, not put each other down. And if there's someone that's rubbing you the wrong way and putting you down, do not mind them. Keep on walking. Oh, something else I struggle with is <laughs> in kindergarten. And I don't know about other grades, but in kindergarten at the beginning of the year, the lack of independence drives me crazy, 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 crazy. It drives me nuts when a kindergartner comes up to me and is like, hey, can you open this? And I'm like, have you never opened a bag of chips before? <laughs> You've had five years before this class, five years before this class, and you've never opened a bag of chips before? Come on. No way. You've definitely snuck some snacks for mom. Like, no way. So I, the lack of independence drives me crazy. Um, but to be honest, I run my room very independently. Like, I teach my kids how to be very independent very fast. 
And so that goes away very quickly. But at the beginning of the year, I kid you not, it drives me up a wall to the point where I'm like, what? <laughs> like I get so confused as to like, how did you not learn these things before? But I guess it's time. I literally call it cutting the umbilical cord. I know that sounds hilarious, but that's what I call it. I'm like, I cut the umbilical cord from these kids to their parents. It's time they handle their own things. It's time. Ready, set, go. And like the first couple of months are like, I, I'm constantly like, nope, you do it. Nope, you do it. Nope, you do it. What can you do? What can you do to solve the problem? If you need a pencil, what can you do? Like, oh, if Johnny comes and tells me that he needs a pencil, I'm going to lose it. If you need a pencil, you know what to do. You go get a sharpened pencil from the sharpened container. So like December, January, I'm a lot more strict with this because it's like you've been here for a hundred some days, you know what to do. And so for example, like let's say now it's February, let's say now a student comes up to me and they're like, I need a pencil. I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You need what? Oh, you need a pencil? Okay. And I just walk away. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I walk away. <laughs> I am totally like hands off when it comes to my kindergartners. Like if there's something they don't know how to do, I feel like, oh my goodness, when did I miss teaching that? And and that happens. It very much so happens. But there's a lot in my room that I've already taught them a million times. You know how to do it. If you need an eraser, you know where to get it. If you need a new glue stick, you know where to get it. If you don't have that color crayon, you know what to do. If you need a pencil, you know what to do. Like, you know what to do. So much so at this point, if you don't know how to spell a CBC word, you know what to do. Tap it out. And so every once in a while, I'll throw a reminder. Like, if someone's like, Mr. Worth, I need a glue stick. I'm like, don't forget where they are. And that's just kind of like a kind reminder to be like, oh, yeah, I need to go get one myself. Um, but the pencil, dude, if you come up to me and tell me you need a pencil, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. <laughs> I'm laughing because this happens all the time. But my, and my kids just know what I mean by that. But it's so funny because it's like, you know what to do. You are fully independent on this. You know what to do. Now, when it comes to like opening their snacks, I am just, I kind of just teach them like, try three or four times to open it. If you can't, then ask the person next to you. Maybe they can show you how, you know, like I'll teach them how to open certain chip bags and granola bars and stuff like that is pretty difficult. But once they get it, they get it and they can do it. There are certain things I pass out and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to help them open this. It's too tricky. But very rarely does that happen. But in the beginning of the year, like I said, the lack of independence genuinely drives me crazy. When they're like, I need this. I need that. I need that. And I'm like, oh, can't wait to cut that umbilical cord. This is driving me crazy. Like you just, you forget how exhausting it is until you hit the beginning of the year every year. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot they can't do anything anything these kids come in knowing how to breathe and eat and that's about it barely eating actually gotta teach them how to do that it's funny recently I realized I never taught them how to walk with scissors and and it's February and we haven't really had any issues yet 
But I noticed, like, they would walk around holding the scissors, like, chomping them, like, ch through the classroom. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Everyone freeze. Like, what's going on? And it started to become like a habit of a bunch of the kids, like, ch -ch -ch, like clamping them through the room as they're walking. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody's eyes going to fall out. So, you know, we did a whole lesson on how to hold scissors and how to walk with them in the classroom. And we went through the whole lesson, but it's so funny that I totally forgot to teach that. Like, 100% just realized in February that we've never talked about walking with scissors. <laughs> like, we've been in school for 120 days. How have we not mentioned this? So I just find it really funny because there are times, there are things like that where they're very, they're not independent enough and they've never been taught how to do those things in kindergarten and it drives me crazy. But then in the middle of the year, there's random things that come up and I'm like, oh yeah, I never taught you this. So I don't get frustrated with those moments. I get frustrated with the like beginning of the year. Hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm like, no, you can do this. That's your job. Ready, set, go. <laughs> Something else that I struggle with personally is stressing about my data. I'm a pretty data-driven person. Um, I like to collect data. I like to lay it out and look at my class and kind of see where everyone's at. Um, do I like actually assessing the students and collecting the data? Absolutely not. But I like the end result of the data and taking a look at it, at it and seeing like where my kids are at, where, who needs improvements, who do I really need to focus on to make big jumps? Um, who can I start challenging because they've, their data has been showing like I call it green, like really good data for so long. Who can I start challenging? I love it. I think it's very beneficial. Um, and a lot of schools use a lot of data. So it helps that I'm pretty data-driven because the school that I work at pro like provides me with a lot of data and we have to collect it all the time. So I like it. Like I said, do I like assessing every single one of my kindergartners one-on-one? -on -one? Absolutely not. It takes forever. It's exhausting. But I do enjoy the data, um, and something that I struggle with is stressing about it. Um, and I think this year, to be honest, I've gotten a lot better at that, and I kind of brush it off. Um, but last year, I really stressed about it. Like, like couldn't sleep anxiety. Like, I need to get my data up. I need to get these kids ready. I need to get these kids ready. They're so behind. They're so behind. They're so behind. And then COVID hit, and I was like, well, it's out of my hands now. And then this year, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about the data. I know I'm a good teacher. I know I'm going to be successful with these kiddos this year. I'm not going to struggle with my data. I'm going to keep collecting it. I'm going to keep looking at it. I'm going to keep studying it and move on. But I'm not going to let it get to me because there is only so much I can do. There is only so much I can do in that six hours that I'm with them to help them learn. I've got to stop worrying about it as if I'm with them all day, every day, and can force feed these kiddos information where their data is just going to start jumping here, 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 and there. That's not the case. And so this year, I kind of was like, you know what? I'm just not going to worry about it. I want to be super chill about it. And guess what? I have the best data I've ever had. I swear it's because I feel like I'm less worried about it. Like, I'm just like, 
the data will come and go. You're always going to have red, yellow, and green. Like that, that's kind of how I categorize my data. Like red is super struggling. Yellow is mediocre and green is like high flyers, like ready to roll. And you're always going to have red and yellow. That's inevitable. Now, I used to stress about it and make myself feel like a horrible teacher with all this red on my paper. And then I was like, you know what? No, that's more room for growth. Being in the red is more room for growth for these kiddos. It's going to be okay. We're going to have fun with it. And and ever since I kind of brushed it off this year, I have the best dad I've ever had. And it's pretty amazing. So that's something I struggle with, but I think I'm getting a lot better at. Now, the last and final thing that I struggle with, and I would say a lot of teachers struggle with this. And if you're one of them and you're shaking your head yes right now, I want to say that I'm sitting right there with you because it sucks. I struggle with not bringing my personal life and my personal emotions to work. Like pretending to be okay when I'm not okay. I really really struggle with it. Like bad. (laughs) This year has been one of the hardest years of my life personally. Um, And I'm not going to sit here and give you a soapbox of what's going on in my personal life, but to label it at its finest is just depression. And with my depression, going into work every day, not only is it hard to get there, but when I do get there, I have to put a face on. I have to pretend to be okay for those kids because I'm there for them. And you know what I'm talking about. You, you're you nodding your head yes right now because, yeah, I know you've been there. But it's dang hard and brutal. And I have never experienced it so severe in my life until this year. I come in mentally a hot mess and I'm stressed out. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm up. I'm down this, that, and the other. And when you're like that and you're the role model of the classroom, then all of the kids start being like that. So when I'm super stressed or super high anxiety, all my kids are super stressed and super high anxiety, and my whole room is just a hot mess. And it's been very, very hard this year. And I'll be honest, I make it to about lunchtime with a fake face. And my lunchtime's at 10.45 in the morning. I make it to about 10.30 every day with a fake face of happiness. You can do this. You got this, Joe. You're here for the kids today. You got this. After lunch, wooey, I'm ready to go home. And the kids lose it then too. I mean, kindergarten after lunch is always a disaster, but I'm talking about myself mentally. I'm like done. I'm ready to go home. I want to sit on the couch. I'm, I'm done. I'm over it. And it has nothing to do. I'm not talking about teacher burnout. I'm not talking about my job. It genuinely has nothing to do with my job. It has everything to do with my personal life. Um, And it sucks. Like, I want to be enjoying what I'm doing. I want to be there for the whole time. I don't want to tap out at lunch. (laughs) I want to enjoy the whole time. But this year has been so hard on me. And I'm, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. And I'm being honest with you. Because if you are someone who is either currently experiencing 
experiencing a really hard year personally and you're trying to do the same thing that I'm doing, like pretending to be okay when really I'm not okay, it sucks. It's hard. It's difficult. You feel hopeless. You feel, I honestly feel selfish because at the end of the day, when I'm upset at myself for having such a hard day, I'm like, feel selfish because I made the day about me. And that's not why I'm at school. That's not why I became a teacher. I became a teacher for the kids. (laughs) So to sum it up, that is something I struggle with is is pretending to be okay when I'm not okay. It's very, very difficult. Um, I've always struggled with that. But for some reason this year, it's just that much harder. And I have to, oh my gosh, I have to thank God or whatever God you believe in because I have the best group of kids this year that I could have possibly asked for in that situation. I genuinely have the most amazing group of kiddos to go along with the stress of my personal life. They are one of the best groups and I am struggling really hard to pretend to be okay. And they're amazing. They're amazing. And and it's funny because (laughs) I have this little student this year, this little girl and, and if you teach kindergarten, you're going to like laugh because kindergartners just do this. But I have this little girl who brings me something from her house every single day. And I've been collecting them. So I've been in school for 121 days. She has brought me 121 items from her house, whether it's a rock, whether it is a, a shoelace, whether it is an old toy, whether it is like a plastic egg from Easter, like whatever it is, she brings it to me every single day. And I swear that that is the universe, like trying to lighten my day every morning. (laughs) Every single day, she brings me something in from home. Hey, Mr. Martha, this is for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I swear it's the universe telling me like, okay, it's time to start your day. Here's a little smile for your day. It's so funny how that stuff plays out. But like I said, it's hard to pretend to be okay. And if you're agreeing with me right now, listening to this, I want you to know that that's totally normal. It's crazy that we have to show up and pretend to be okay. Think about how hard that is. We're actors for a living. We're literally acting for eight hours for other people. Not only are we acting, we're also caring for someone and educating them. (laughs) Like, genuinely a superhero. And so I think it's normal that it's hard. I definitely think that's normal. I am not discrediting myself and I am not pitying myself at all. I think it's totally normal that it's hard. How is that not hard to act that you're okay? And just as a side note, (laughs) don't worry about me. I am doing fine. Yes, I deal with depression and anxiety pretty heavily, but I do all of the things. Um, I work with a therapist. I journal. I have a lot of set routines in my life where I'm working through it. So please don't worry about me. (laughs) But I just wanted to share with you what I struggle with. And that's one of the hardest things I struggle with this year. And it could be the same thing for you. Or it could be the same thing for you in the future. Something may hit you where you're going to have a really tough year. And I want to give you a heads up that it sucks. But I also want to let you know that it's okay that it sucks. And I think it's normal that it sucks. Because 
us pretending to be okay is just hard. But at the end of the day, we do it for our students. At the end of the day, we do it because that's what we signed up for. We do it for them. And I know 10 years from now, I'm going to look back and I'm going to smile about that year. I'm going to smile about those kids that I had during my hard year. I know I know, I will. So it's worth it. I know it's going to be worth it. But it's just hard and it's definitely something I struggle with. So that is all I have for you in the things that I struggle with. I hope that either if you struggle with one of these things, you resonate with me. It was nice to hear someone who also struggles with those things and I'm with you and I'm working through them myself too. If not, and you just got to listen to all of the things I struggle with, (laughs) I just want to let you know that I'm doing okay and I'm working through these things and I hope that you can work through your struggles and realize that it's all going to be worth it and it is completely normal to struggle through anything, especially as a teacher, especially through education. It's hard, it's complicated, it's confusing, and it's a mess but we love it and we love the kids. So that's why we're here. That's why we do it. I love you. And this is me giving you a virtual hug. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic day.